Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. With Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Okay, we're going to talk to Suzanne Lee, who played the role of Kian for five episodes in 2003, 2004. First appearance was in season four, episode 19. After Boom, last appearance was in season six, episode 19. I get a sidekick out of you. Uh, Kian is a Korean exchange student who for a lot of the time, finds American customs odd or foreign. She appears studious and dutiful. She is reverent to her hosts, Miss Kim, uh, but eventually befriends Lane and becomes more expressive of her personal tastes and character. A little bit about her. She was born in New York, raised in Texas. Suzanne graduated from Duke University with a BS in psychology, a minor in theater, a summer drama program in London, and an apprenticeship at the renowned Williamstown Theater Festival both solidified her decision to pursue acting wholeheartedly. She moved to Los Angeles and booked her first theatrical role of Kian recurring on Gilmore Girls. On stage, she has performed as Janet in Kim's Convenience at the Laguna Playhouse. Medieval Journey at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. What's Wrong with Angry at Celebration Theater and in LA's premiere of 4,000 Miles at the Sierra Madre Playhouse. TV film highlights include working on such shows as Madam Secretary, Grey's Anatomy, Rizzolian Isles, Snowfall, and the soloist opposite Jamie Foxx. Suzanne Land, a dark comedic series she co-created and co-wrote with her partner Andrew Olson, uh, had its world premiere at Sundance, and went on to win Best Short Form Comedy at the New York TV Fest, Best Short Comedy at ITV Fest, and Best Actress at Cinema Jove in Spain. 
Susan, thank you so much for for coming on. Listen, you got a degree in psychology from Duke University. I know Duke very well. Um, oh, great. I actually spent some time in Durham, and I was the assistant. Uh, p- I was the pitching coach at Duke on the Duke baseball what? team in a long time ago. Yes. So it's a long story. This is not about me. This is oh, about you. What was the original plan with that degree in psychology from Duke University, prestigious Duke University? Uh, and when did it pivot into acting? Uh, I was always, well, I got, I minored in theater as well there. So it was kind of a pre-med route, but always, and then splitting off to choosing acting ultimately. Mm. But it was a battle. It was a battle between myself and my parents and expectations uh, and trying to meet every, like trying to find my place. And it was only till I finally got to college while I was away and I was actually taking theater classes, acting, got to do a uh, summer program in London. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Right. And, and that was it. Tell us about London a little bit. That that part really fascinates me. Where did you go to the Royal Academy? Where were you? Uh, you know, it was affiliated through Duke, so we stayed okay. at other. Uh, but we were really basically watching nightly theater, talking about it, discussing. It was it was just like theater camp, doing right. scenes. And I actually saw Clive Owen uh, oh. there before he did the movie version, but it was a play first, closer, right. and it was a small black box performance and it was so raw so edgy it was yeah. like oh my god this is it yeah isn't he great yeah phenomenal isn't it was he great mind-blowing and i was yeah, like he's oh. he's the real deal that guy is just like Phew. um so when did you move to los angeles um right after i i graduated early i got out i was like i'm moving to la right away and i, <laughs> I think i told my parents i got into like some i think it was a documentary USC summer program. And I kind of mm-hmm. used that to get me out there. And then I was just scouting like, okay, where am I going to live? Uh, the girl who was in the documented program was like, I want to stay too. She was from Turkey. So we're like, we're going to just do it. And uh, I didn't know anyone. And, um, and then, you know, doubt, self doubt kicks in and it's like, you're doing everything but acting, you know? And I did mm-hmm. like this uh, theater behind the scenes. I'm in the rafters, the print, like pulling down whatever they need. And I'm just sitting up there going, Oh my gosh. And then my, my um, roommate then her name was Hava was like, what are you doing? You came out here to be an actor. What do you, you know, you're doing everything, but, and I was like, you're right. You're right. So uh, I pivoted and then um, did a couple years at LACC. They had a theater Academy program. Um, And then from there I did a play. Saw someone saw me in that and referred me to a manager. And then I was just getting out there. Mm. Fantastic. Um, so what was the hardest part for you trying to break into Hollywood? Um, I would say, you know, it's, I didn't have a real connected community, you know, coming out here. It was very like, I'm just trying to figure it out myself. And that's what my parents also were like, when they finally were like, do it. But I just don't have any advice for you in this <laughs> world. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, I had to figure it out. I had to find my own people, you know, went to a Meisner program where my closest friends are still from that two year program. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the toughest thing is when you're just starting out, you have no concept of like, how do I get through? How do I get through? And it's still, I still feel like it's, it's still challenging in its own right. Um, And I feel like now with time, I just feel a lot more confident than I did back then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like knowing when it's like hard to know when your skill set is ready 
yes. to walk into the room and get the job because that's it's it's a skill set, right? Oh, and, and for but you sure. can't you can't get it. I mean, some people can just walk right in their first audition and nail it because they don't know any better to be nervous. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then they sort of like, if they don't get the first couple of things, then they go, oh, yeah, this is how it has to be. So then they get in their heads and they try to figure right. out how to be in the room. And, yes. And then it just turns into a years-long slog. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> but you know what I always found interesting? Every time I was successful in the room and it wasn't, Often in the beginning, like in the, in the mm. very beginning, I was very successful and then yeah. didn't get the, I came right down the way. I didn't get the job. And then I went into a, a multi-year process of just stinking. Yes. Then and there. then yeah. I eventually got really good at being in the room because I stopped caring Yeah, what anybody thought. So I, yes. and, and then I, you know, you have these conversations with other actors and, and one actor in particular said, you know, what I do is I flip the psychology in the room. I go in the room as the character and I put my finger up and I say, just give me a minute. And then I turn my back on the room and I get in character. And then I turn around after I'll take a minute, I'll take a minute and a half and I'll get those yeah. people to focus on me. And then I'll turn around and say, I'm ready. Let's go. And then he does it, leaves. That's it. Yeah. And I he said, that. I, st he said to me, he said, I started booking stuff pretty consistently after I did that. That makes sense. And I tried it and I made a complete ass out of myself. So I never tried it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I forgot the order. Went to it. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> oh, I love that. But I think it makes sense because he gave himself that permission to really completely escape, like to, into his imagination and boom, and then just go. And then this is it. Right. You know, and bring it to life. And then it's like, bye, ah. take it or leave it. But I did Cause, it. Right. Because there's so many, you know, th th you get all this advice from your manager, your agents, whoever. And it's like, well, go in and be yourself and then transform into the character or just go in and take over the room. You know what it is? Um, I got Gilmore because I was so busy. I didn't care if I got it. I didn't need it. Mm -hmm. Or at least I yeah. convinced myself that I didn't need it. I really did need yeah. it, but I convinced myself because I was so busy. I had too many auditions. You know, I was teaching acting at the time. I had tons of classes I had to teach and tons of students. And I was Are you like, teaching? I start, just started teaching too. No, I was back you then. Was, you was. Oh, yeah. fabulous. We'll In 19, like 1998, we'll I started. So oh, you're doing fabulous. it now? Yeah. I just like, a I, start, I taught like a year ago Um at IDSA Identity School of Acting. It's a multicultural right. school. I think they started in London with, uh, I guess, John Boyega, Letitia Wright, and they opened up a Hollywood branch. Mm -hmm. But I was coaching first and I started teaching and I found right. it's thrilling. Yes, that's it how is. I started the same way, coaching people for uh -huh. auditions. And then yes. people were getting to producers and some people got offers said, you should teach a class. So I, I yes. sort of, orga it, organi it all organically happened. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah it's great. Right. It's very satisfying. It is. It it's is. it's so, really really great to do it. You should continue doing it. It's wonderful. Uh, yeah, it is very. It's inspiring. Like I feel like it's like a full circle. Like the things I'm saying to them is like the things I'm utilizing, and it's just making me a stronger actor too. <laughs> right, I'm right, just like it's amazing. Right. It's great. I think that's why I got Gilmore. <sighs> wow. Because yeah. the, because I was just so much more relaxed in yes. auditions because I was giving all this advice to people yes! all the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yes. And I maybe I just like I'm stupid or something, and I finally just that it had to take that kind of like hammering away at myself. Yes, yes. To get it, so it's finally sunk. Anyway, I don't know. 
Through I osmosis, I taught myself. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Speaking of audition, do you remember the the, the audition for uh, Chiron? Is that I how you do. say it? I uh, Kion. Kion, not Chiron. Yes, Kion. Um, yes. I remember there was one audition I went in previously, but I didn't get it. And then this one came around. And uh, I do remember. I remember getting my mom's help because of the, the Korean exchange. Because I'm like, I would say conversational. I understand more than I can speak it. And I was like, oh, man, it's rapid fire. So I had to get my mom to help me. And I remember, um, I do remember going into the room. And I think I was first because I was so like, oh, man, I got to go first. I, I think I like to like just relax. In, but it was just like, boom, you're up. And I just remember it was super fun. Like all I remember was just I remember the room was very welcoming. I do remember laughter um, and it not throwing me because I was just kind of in it and having fun. And then walking out, and that was it. But who I, was there? Who was there? Uh, the room was full. Like I don't even know. I just remember it was packed. It seemed like a very packed Where, room. Was it at Warner Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, was Amy, was Amy there? Amy. Do you remember Amy being there? 
I don't remember. Just a lot of people. A lot, I just, that's all it is. A lot of people coming in here, right here. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I would imagine she would have been in the room. I don't know. It seemed like a very packed house. Um, uh, great role. Great role. It was so fun. So fun. Um, you, you really didn't seem to struggle at all with the pace. I mean, you were just super speedy. And on it, and I guess you have that ability. That's very rare. Uh, oh. Did you did you find it to be uh, easier than you thought to keep that pace up? Or did they give you a lot of notes like, "Hey, go faster"? Because it didn't seem like they had to. I don't remember that. I think I just naturally like. Yeah. I re even remember like an acting like slow down, slow down. Right. And I think that's just my natural like was right. just to go boom, 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 boom. Uh, to rush. So I think it just was like perfectly <laughs> matched for like Gilmore speed sure. was like, boom, you, the, the pacing was not uh, a real issue for me because it was just like, no, my, no, my natural, my natural yeah. go. It's just because those <laughs> scenes, those scenes with, uh, with Keiko are just, they just fly. I mean, yes. it's just like the back and it's forth is as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, so fun. Were you familiar with the show before you auditioned? I was familiar, but I, I wasn't watching it. I think at that time it was, I feel like there's a period where I really went, was watching all I was more normally watching was films, like mm -hmm. watching feature films. And then I think, yeah, I was aware of it, but I wasn't like a, like a daily tune in and, and, and yeah. So I wasn't that familiar with it. Right. Right. When I jumped in. This is from Emily from Tallahassee, Florida. This was your first TV show you booked. Do you remember your first day on set? Oh, my first day. I just remember everyone was just like so lovely. So, so nice. And I just remember everyone was just being like, I was like, wow, it felt like the energy felt like family. I just felt like very welcomed. And um, it was just, that's why I feel like I really kind of looked into this being my first experience. And I feel like by that point, I felt like everything was just a well-oiled machine. I felt like you guys were just boom, boom, boom. Everything was moving so like beautifully. And like there was, I didn't feel like much tension. You know, I've, I've been on sets where there's been tension <laughs> and mm -hmm. this felt like it was um, just fun. Just like everybody was like thrilled to be there. 2003 is when I think you came. It was that season five, I think. Was that five? No, season four. Four? Okay. Season three or four, yeah. So you played yeah. that foreign exchange student, Kian, who lived with Mrs. Kim. Yeah, Mrs. Kim. Did you oh. like the progression of the character? My my character? Yeah, as yeah. as it changed. I really, I'm really so happy that we didn't, uh, it shifted into we're going to come together and I'm going to take you under my wings. And I was like, Oh, I hope this isn't just going to be like us, like at each other's throat. And it's, I really thought it was a lovely shift to, mm -hmm. um, to come together. I thought that was really beautiful, you right. know, versus right. us always like, Oh, uh, she's trying to take over my life or take out my place. Um, but I thought that was a really nice um, way of like showing. Yeah. People, mm -hmm. you know, people can, become friends under the most right. unusual situation. Yeah. Circumstances. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was really at the time when, when Lane was starting to show some real backbone. Yeah. You know, with, uh, with her mother um, making demands on her and setting 
the tone, which was compelling to watch. Uh, okay, this is from Richard from uh, Seattle. Uh, what was your favorite part about being part of the Gilmore Girls cast? Oh, you know, I I would have to say uh, the the Gilmore Girl fans are like the best. It's it's like amazing. Like people I run into and they're just, they're hardcore. They love it. And it's just like this, this super love, you know what I mean? It's so (laughs) wild. People are so um, committed to the show. And uh, I really love that. I'm just being part of the family. It's, it's like, wow, it's really special. Like something was specially created together. Did you, did you get recognized uh, right away? After you know, it after it aired, um, I feel like it was later, just on and off throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I'd be like putting on glasses or not, or without glasses, people would recognize me, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's really great." Or I would get uh, fan mail, um, and people like uh, I guess like little um, images or creative things, and it was really lovely. I was like, mm. "Wow, I love that they have such a spirit." Uh, yeah, I've, I've never had a bad encounter with uh, with a, all every encounter I have with Gilmore fans in the last twenty some odd years have been yeah. all pleasant. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not strange. They're just lovely, and they they're filled with excitement and emotion, yeah. and they want to share. Yeah. You know, the, the deeper meanings of what what the show did for them and their daughter right. and their family. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's really quaint. It's something. Yeah, it's beautiful. We were part of something. One yes, yeah. yes, and and also having like the the Asian storyline. I don't think that was like happening at that time. You know, it was mm. very ahead of its time. That mm. Mrs. Kim and this uh, with Lane and that relationship being on TV. You know, um, it was powerful. You know, it's you know I may we just we just did a we just did a recap on. Uh, on that particular episode where you do come in the diner and have that scene with Lane and she takes you under her wing. Now yeah. you're, now you're, you know, your buddies now. So she's going to help you out. Um, but I always thought that that show could have spun off, you know, a Mrs. Kim Lane and yeah. uh, Kian side could yeah. have been its own show. Right. Uh, I thought, I thought the Rory Logan Huntsberger uh, Yale thing could have been its own show. Yes. You know, uh, really a lot of shows in one. Very powerful oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite scene that you filmed? This is from Kyle in Albany, New York. Do you have a favorite scene that you filmed? Um, a favorite within the Gilmore, or like in my life, or is this particular to Gilmore Girls? I think you better keep it Gilmore, yeah. Okay, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> favorite oh just a suggestion i would say i think the 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 diner scene was super fun with um coming in and it's like the flax seeds and and everything that's happening and then she's like here have this you know Mm -hmm. she offers me a plate of fries (laughs) 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 deep fried snicker bars i remember i was like oh god the writing was phenomenal like, yeah so yeah fun. yeah when yeah, that when the great. writing was on it was really quite special um yeah so what kind of opportunities sprang up for you when once that show there did it did you notice a difference um i don't know if i did honestly i feel like i did go out for 
uh, things here and there, but it's like, I feel like I was still in self, maybe self doubt mode of like, oh, I got that. And it's like, what what now? You know what I mean? And then it's like the second guessing yourself and um, uh, other, other things happen like uh, really great roles, you know, like I did uh, the shield, you know, Grey's mm-hmm. Anatomy. And they're all like these more ground, like the drama side, you mm-hmm. know, it was, I, I don't think I went back to comedy. It was more like, oh, I'm really? off into, yeah, so interesting. I feel like the other future bookings were definitely drama. Huh. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It was a different, a different stretch. I found it very odd going from the show to anything else. Yeah. Because I still hadn't made the adjustment to slow down and act. Right. Yeah. They had to tell me, like, why are you going? Like, can you slow down? Yeah. Take your time. Take your time. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah. I can do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us about this comedy series, uh, uh, Suzanne Land, that you created. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, dark comedy. So going back to some roots, uh, yeah, my partner and I at that time, we were doing some improv um, and that was one of my biggest fears. So I was like, I'm going to jump in and do it. And and we started running a show and then we're like, let's start writing. And so we're like starting writing. And then we were like, hey, let's we were doing short films at that time. We're like, we haven't done like a little series. Let's try a series. So it was our biggest like, oh, we're going to hire people actually and try to like get this thing like professionally as close to professionally made. Mm. Um, so we did like a crowdfunder uh, funding for oh, it. Did you, did you? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. The first one failed. Oh. Can you believe that? Oh, and my heart was like shot. I was like, oh, we zero, didn't meet Zero the, dollars, meet no, the, nothing. The, yeah, it's all or all. You get it all or you don't get anything. We didn't oh. hit it. And so they're like, fire right away. And that's a lesson. Which one was it? Is it go? Is it GoFundMe where you hit it all and or you don't get it? Uh, never, never. And then so it. I was like, Indie, Indiegogo is where you landed. And that's where we got um, the funding. And then we moved forward. But yeah, it was just, uh, and it really zero expectations. Mm-hmm. It was just to do it to have fun. We're going to get together and uh, create these we had ended up with five. And then when we blasted it out, it was like, a shock when Sundance was like, we're gonna, we're gonna right. have it featured in the Indian right. uh category. It was like, whoa, it's like, wow. So you took that all the way to the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah, it was, and they, awesome. and it was a, it was a TV show. It was a web series, and it was uh, a web series. It, yes, web okay, series, yeah, and it was the first. Um, time where they had opened it up to indie. It was indie episodic category. And okay. so, yeah. And so then it was like the hustle of like, oh my God, we need a poster. And it was happening during the holidays, you know, like when there's uh, Thanksgiving, that's when we figured it out. And um, I remember telling, um, we're sitting around telling her, we have great news, we're getting great news. And my family, my sister's like, oh, she's, 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 mar- she's getting married. She's, she's pregnant. And I look at my partner, we're like, no, we, we got into Sundance. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, yeah. So oh, it was, it was a trip though. It was, it was like a dream come true because wow. it was on my list, and it was like a, I just set it off without thinking, you know. So, was so like, d- was it in competition? Was it some kind of in competition? Or? Um, I don't, I don't, 
think so. I think no? it was just, okay. just a, a screening, you know, that was the first year they're doing it. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So what happened to so what happened to it? So it was on so yes. it was a web series. How many episodes did you do? It was five, five, okay. um, five short at their micro like micro shorts. Um, and then we have now uh, written the pilot for it. And uh, our goal is to see it as a TV, you know, half hour comedy. Um, mm. But it's that in itself in the writing was such a journey, too, because you get people saying you got to do this. You got to do this. And it changes. So then your your writing starts shifting. And then it got to a place where it was like, oh, this is not the show that we wanted to make. You know, mm. it was so far away from what we started. And then we're like, got to go back. Got to go back to the, you know, the original thing. Like, what are we wanting to do here? And mm -hmm. so now I feel like we're back full circle and we actually got it to a place where we're like, oh, I think this is what we want to do. So, th so the goal is to get a deal. Yes. That would be the deal to uh, get someone attached, a producer, a production company, uh, sell the pilot, and uh, hopefully make the show. Where, where can I where can I see this? I'm, I might I might jump on board here. Oh, uh, great! Well, where where can I see this? Um, can I see can, it? Can I just see it online? Can I yeah, go find you can it? See, you can find SuzanneLand.com. Okay. Uh, and you can watch that. And then we've had we've written the the pilot, the half hour pilot. And it won many like uh, quarter semifinalists, finalists, won competitions. And then we did another final rewrite from some of those notes. And we haven't officially taken it out. We haven't officially pitched it anywhere. Oh, um, that's so interesting. It, yeah. So we're on, we're excited. I mean, like, I feel like huh. now is the time. <laughs> All right. Um, so you have a script. I can read a yeah. script. Oh, yeah. You totally can. Um, yeah. All right. Tell when we're done here, tell the producers how I get in touch with you because I want to. I'll get. I'll, we'll exchange emails or something. I want to read oh, this thing because I, I, I do. A, I do a lot of this now. Oh, producing. Mm -hmm. Are you on that side too? Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Have oh, been. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I would love to send it your way. Sounds. I want to see it. I want to read it. I'm fascinated. Um. So so that's what you're working on right now. Yes. That is, uh, that's it. Getting that's what you're doing. On. That's your jam. That's what we're doing. That's my dream. That's my dream TV series would be right. seeing that. Right. Uh, um, yeah. Like FX, HBO, Netflix. I see it. It's there. I see it. <laughs> um, other than that, I would like to continue making shorts. You know, there's a lot of other like, uh, ideas that I have that I would just like, I just want to keep making things, you know, and right. theater. Right. I've gone back to my roots of theater. Right. Um, and God, it's like, it's powerful. Like I sharing the knowledge. Sharing yeah. the knowledge. Yeah. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. So we're going to do a little section now called rapid fire. And it doesn't mean it's going to be fast. There's no requirement that you be fast. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You ready? They're all Gilmore related. So here we go. How okay. do you, how do you like your coffee? Decaf. Uh, okay. Yeah. You don't really, uh, you, you don't need caffeine, do you? No. No. <laughs> Uh, are you team Logan, team Jess, or team Dean? Jess. What is your favorite Gilmore Girls couple? Luke and Lorelai, Lane and Zach, Emily and Richard, uh, Suki and Jackson. Uh, well, I see. I feel like you, you guys are the the obvious choice um, because you guys are the heart of the show. So I'm gonna go. Um, that given, I would say Lane. I'm gonna go with them. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, what would you order at Luke's Diner? Devil's starchy fingers. <laughs> the devil's starchy fingers. Devil's starchy fingers. That's fine. Uh, Jackson or Taylor for town selectmen? Jackson. Everybody says Jackson. And he just, he just doesn't, he, he doesn't he, want the job. But that's why, you know how, when you don't want it, you get it. I think that reinforces that lesson. Yeah, but he sucks at it. He's not going to be good at it. <laughs> tail, tail, Taylor's a pain in the ass, but he's actually good at it. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to influence your decision in yeah. any way, shape or form. Uh, what good. would you rather listen to? Hep Alien or the Troubadours oh. cover songs? I'm biased. So Hep Alien. Okay. There you Brian, go. Come on. Brian was in it. Come on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Harvard <laughs> or Yale? Yale. Why? Because I feel like a lot of, this is a different one, but it's because uh, I feel like a lot of great actors come out of the Yale. <laughs> well, they got the, they got the theater program. Yeah. The strong theater the program. Yale rep, they got it. They got that. Yeah. They got it going on, man. I'm not saying yeah. Harvard doesn't, but I think Yale has the, uh, no, you know, Bobby, Bobby Lewis designed their program. The great Robert Lewis. 
What's Rory's bigger mistake, crashing the car her boyfriend built for her or sleeping with her ex who is married? Bigger mistake. Sleeping with her ex. There you go. Um, who from Gilmore would you not want to be stuck on a desert island with? <laughs> Easy, Mrs. Kim! Oh, my God! <laughs> you know what? That's That really is the obvious choice, yes. and you're the first one to mention her. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, to me, it's a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. No, Mrs. Yeah. Kim. God. Yeah. Oh, life like oh, stranded with her? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, something in your life that you are all in on. Storytelling. Storytelling. Power of telling amazing stories. It has been uh, a pleasure. Yes, uh, so it's great. so good to see you. I never, I never met you. I don't think we ever no, worked together. We were doing, no, you were had a little bit and then it was boom. So we never had any scenes together. It was just in that diner. There was a little uh, bit that you had with Lorelai. Oh, right, right, Oh, so yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. You were in that scene at the top of it and then we moved. But yeah, was I, but was no, I nice? Was I nice to you? You were yeah. very nice. All right. Yes. I hope so. All right. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I was tired. And anyway. <laughs> uh, Suzanne, thank you so much for your time. This was a, a lot of fun. Um, it was great. Love to have you back. There's so much more to talk about. Um, yeah. And please make sure, leave your contact information with. Uh, I will producers and I'll get in touch with you. Okay. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. And good luck with of everything. Course, thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing your show and reading your script. Love it. Love it. Thank you again. Appreciate You're very it. Welcome. Thanks for have coming. Have a great on. day. All course. right. You too. Bye. Bye. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.